Welcome to another episode of Opposite Ends Podcast. For those who are not yet regular listeners, I'm Ryan. To my left on the board is Elton. What's good? Across from me on the opposite end is Joshua. Here again. And to my right, per usual, is Tristan. Howdy. On today's episode, we have a couple new gaming systems, apparently. We've got some fantasy football picks for you, and then we're going to look ahead to the NFL Week 10 slate. As always, make sure you hit subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the ride. It's going to be a good one, guys. Josh, I have a question for you. I'm here. Why are you still gaming? Gaming is a medium into the uncharted, into the dreams, into the belief that we can be somebody that we are not. I like that. Like a second line. Do you just like to talk crap to 13-year-old kids on... Actually, you are for sure the guy that puts the headset on and talks shit nonstop. Elton, can you play this a little bit louder? Because this is an homage to one of the greatest games ever made, Halo. This put Xbox on the map. Before this, it was Sega, it was PlayStation, it was Nintendo. And then out of nowhere... Microsoft, the tech giant that they are, said, we're getting into the gaming business, and Halo was born. But now back to reality. No, um, this week, the release of the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. It's been a competitive battle for the last 15-plus years. Um, The sides have been chosen, unfortunately, The better side is Xbox, although the favored side by about 65% of gaming um, stations purchased are PlayStation. So um, it's a fierce battle. I feel like more people that that I know are Xboxers. And then, you know, the weird, the unusual, the misinformed are the PlayStation players. Um, And it's not even close. If you're looking at buying a console this year, um, both consoles are pretty incredible gaming machines. What they've decided to do finally is make gaming consoles more like computers, which they should be. Um, PC gamers will shit on anyone that has a console because they think they are extremely inferior to a PC. Um, But this year, PlayStation, Xbox have really stepped up their game. They're very, very similar machines. Um, So, you know, unless you want to little bit of a competitive advantage with graphics or with uh, GPU Xbox is going to win there but ultimately it comes down to what are the games that you play um, that used to define the consoles that's the weirdest thing the exclusivity of a game yeah. like if I love a game I yeah. have to go buy the console I have to go buy the console it's Xbox always been like that though Halo is Xbox Gears of War that. is PlayStation Sonic was Sega Sonic Mario was, Sega. was Nintendo They've always had it that way. Yeah, they've drawn their lines for a long time. But recently, PlayStation and Xbox have come along, and they are now allowing inter-console play. Cross-pollinating? Cross-in-the-middle-east. Cross-play gaming has become huge, especially with the likes of Call of Duty, uh, Players Unknown Battleground. Um, I am a Call of Duty player. You ask why at 31 years old are you still gaming? You know, I really wasn't gaming a lot before the pandemic. And I've got friends that a lot of them live in Dallas, but I have some that live outside of Dallas, like in Houston or in other parts of Texas or the country. Gaming's a really good portal 
to your friends. I mean, sure. it allows you to, you know, most of the time we're playing and just talking shit to each other about life and catching up on things. And so I've really enjoyed that during COVID. Can't really go out. You've been stuck at home. Sports weren't around for the first half of COVID. Yeah. And so there was a lot of downtime. I can only watch so many shows like Shit's Creek before I'm about to, you know, my head's going to explode. Uh, so I had to find my other alternative, my other out, and it became gaming. I got back into it. I was huge into gaming with GoldenEye on N64. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it was really big. Destroy. Gamer into college playing the Halos uh, and the original Call of Duty game. So um, it's been a fun last six months. I'm not going to lie. I'm not embarrassed by it. I've really enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to buy a new Xbox here soon. The only problem is to take advantage of either of these consoles and what they really can do. You got to buy a new TV. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Only the last, only the last 12 to 18 month TV models. And they have to be towards the top of the line can even support what these consoles are pushing. Graphics uh, wise, like graphics wise, getting 120 frames per second, which is a that's huge, huge deal. That's yeah. 8k territory requires what's called an HDMI 2.1 guys. I can go, all in, all day on Please AV. Uh, I love audio and video conversations. If you want to hit me up outside of the podcast, so we can talk gaming, we can talk TVs, we can talk sound systems, me- uh, media rooms. I'm here for it. I really enjoy it. But no, bottom line, if you don't have a TV that's 12 months or newer, and really only thing you need to look at is does your t- TV support HDMI 2.1? That is the new... Um, territory for next level TV gaming video. Um, and if you don't have HDMI 2.1, you can go buy the new console. You're going to have maybe a little bit improved performance, but you're not going to maximize the potential what the console is meant to do. You're better off just sticking with the Xbox one X that you have or the PlayStation four. The gain is not worth the money until you're willing to get the TV. What do they cost? The Xbox series X and the PlayStation five, the premium models are $499 each. Which a little less than I thought, actually. It's always kind of been that range. You know, ever since iPhones and Samsung Galaxy phones have gone up to a thousand plus dollars and people are buying them once every year, once every other year. To me, it's not a big deal for a console to be five hundred dollars when you use it a lot. You're probably not going to replace it for four or five years at a minimum. Um it's worth the money. But again, the downside right now to buying these consoles is your TV may not be able to support it. Sure. Um, but what's nice, I really appreciate this. Microsoft and PlayStation came out with like a digital version. So they don't read discs. Um, they're less expensive. Xbox Series S, not X, S as in Sam, is $299. And the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition is $399. So Microsoft has a competitive advantage there for people that aren't willing to spend the the big bucks or they really don't care about that increase in maybe graphic performance. Um, the digital uh, consoles are going to still be an improvement over what's out there right now. Um, so if you don't want to go up and spend $600 or $500 to get a new TV, check out their digital versions. I think you'll still be pretty happy. I haven't gamed since, I don't know, PlayStation 3. And the only reason I bought the PlayStation 3 at the time is... I worked at Blockbuster at the end of high school and throughout college and Bluetooth was a huge deal Yeah, and probably similar to how some of this stuff is set up now. Like there's multi-purpose for it. So I bought it so that I could play games when I was in college and so I could watch Bluetooth DVDs. So, but I was always sports. Like I played Madden. I played NBA 2K was my favorite. And then college football, I freaking loved NCAA college football. So 
Well, and I think the other part to gaming these days is you've got competitive gaming on TV now that's blown yeah, up. Yeah, esports thing. Uh, and then you got Twitch streaming. I mean, some of the highest paid uh, social media people right now are gamers. Uh, so that's, I think that's pretty interesting. People are really enjoying that side of gaming. Um, I want to throw this last thing out there about this. A really high-end Blu-ray player can be more than $500. Do they have Blu-ray players anymore? I'm talking 4K Blu-ray players. Do they still have Blu-ray It's a big deal for people that want the ultimate setup for audio video. Um, So I am not a fan of using TVs for smart functions. I like having an Amazon Fire Stick or an Apple TV. Why not just spend a little bit extra money, get something that's, especially if you have a a really nice TV, these consoles are going to be able to push, you know, really nice video and audio. You you get a three or four for I mean you really do and you get the caveat that you get to play you know games with your friends so I just don't care I just don't follow gaming anymore you really you fall into one or two buckets you I either know. don't enjoy gaming or maybe your wife doesn't let you or you are enthusiastic about it and you look forward to playing every night with your friends yeah. I, I I want to get into it again I loved it as a child I want to get back into it I don't like having long deep conversations with my friends I like talking shit and this is the perfect place to do so within context, right? I can't just talk shit on the phone without a game in front of me. I want to get back into it. I like RPG games. Yeah. Like the storylines and the graphics on it, it's amazing. I mean, they look like live like life, people. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the graphics. If you have not paid attention to gaming and where it's come over the last 10 years plus, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, I go back to the days playing video games when I was young and everything was left to right. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, left yep. to right against Bowser, Zelda, was I mean Sonic? Everything was left to right, and we were Tristan just had Pong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Still y'all's ass it probably would, um, but no. well, and and so you guys, you know, Josh keeps talking about the the increased quality, the increased performance of everything. I would gladly step back twenty two years right now and take on anybody in a game of Goldeneye. You pick the fucking place. You odd pick job. the gun. Dibs an odd job. Absolutely no odd job. That rule is still in effect 20 <laughs> plus years later. I think everybody who played that game had a no odd job rule. Everybody had a game shark that took Goldeneye to the next level. Exactly. If you weren't it, playing with a game shark, you were an idiot. It's it, it it's still, in my opinion, the best game because it started on it, it started so many trends in the video game world. Um, also in that same RPG. Realm. Is, is Mario Kart. Um, that's just a classic game. The levels are insane. The memes that come from these levels these days are great, too. So, um, long story short, I would gladly step backwards, not forwards. Well, hopefully here within the next 12 months, they release the retro N64. That's like one of the last remaining consoles everyone's waiting for. Uh, so we can go back and play a lot of those favorites. GoldenEye, Star Fox. Um, oh, yeah. Super Mario uh, Smash Brothers was Smash also Brothers. a big yeah. one. You're Diddy Kong all Racing. Of our audiences that were born after the 2000s. Yeah, they're so. like, what yeah. the hell is an N64? Uh, if you don't know what a Game Shark is, YouTube it. It's pretty cool. Um, and the cartridges into blowing them to get into the work. rumble pack. If you didn't have a rumble pack, you weren't cool. I feel like Ryan, these kids are really sleeping on these old school oh video God. games. <laughs> well, wow. like you're busting over these games. Yeah, man. Sometimes these kids, they can't do anything else but sleep or bust because that's all they do is play video games. It's Whoa, true. that's true. <laughs> that was great. Mom's yeah. basement. Mom's basement. If you haven't picked up, we are now segueing to... <laughs> Here we go. We're Sleepers we're, and busts. We're talking fantasy football. Um, Let's go. Let's get into real gaming. Yep. Not this nerd shit that Josh <laughs> yeah, is talking about. Yeah, yeah this is real There's stuff. nothing nerdy about no, fantasy football. There's nothing more nerd about watching other humans do stuff and wishing that they scored you more points doing it. Yep. 
Um, but here we go. So we have reached probably more than the halfway point in your fantasy football season as uh, playoffs start week 13, 14 ish. And we are depending so close. On, mm-hmm, depending on where you are and what league you're in. Um, you know, hopefully your teams are balling out, but we are at that point where you either need to shit or get off the pot. Yep. And um, hopefully you're getting some really good trade, trade ideas coming your way. Um, why aren't there more trades in fantasy? Because people believe in their teams. Um, people want to believe that the people they have are the best. They always feel like the trade you're being sent is going to screw you rather than help you. There's always some sort of, of secondary thought behind it. Um, and and I, I fall victim to that too. I don't ever want to trade anybody. I don't. Yeah. I believe in my people. I, put I always overvalue every player. Exactly. Oh, 100%. And, and the worst thing you can do is try to trade two people for one because that is the dumbest yeah. thing ever. And they have to drop someone. Exactly. Somebody has to drop somebody, and they can only put one person in the spot they're trading away. Yeah. So uh, I hope you don't fall into that. If you do, well, you're just going to keep keep sitting in the back of the bus. But, At this um, point in the season, a key waiver wire or a key sleeper, and hopefully you avoid a monumental bust, can definitely shape whether or not you make the playoffs from this point on. Absolutely. Um, and right now, I mean, in this particular week, Sleepers are 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 going to help you out, and and if I had to pick any sleeper right now, it would be any wide receiver on the Los Angeles Rams because they are playing the Seattle Seahawks defense. And if you Ooh, haven't watched smart. any NFL football, then you're going to miss the worst cornerback play in the NFL. They are playing what's called a soft pillow defense, which is exactly what it sounds like. Is that a technical term? No, that is what what the fans have now determined it, and they play this very wide cushion on the wide receiver, and it allows them to basically run 10 yards, turn around, and catch the ball. Basically, yes. Basically, yes. So, my sleepers are Cooper Cup, probably on your team, and uh, Robert Woods, probably on your team. But if you have them, they are absolutely going to score you a ton of points. Even guys like Tyler Higby, tight end, some of the other guys in their depth are, are still going to catch passes if you absolutely have to have somebody pick up one of the Rams wide receivers. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of a positional group for a sleeper. Gives you two options. It's smart. I'm going with the Washington running backs this week mm-hmm. with... Kyle Allen getting hurt. One-legged Alex Smith is having to come in. He's never been a big arm guy. He's always been a checkdown guy. Yep. So JD McKissick comes into play. He had a he had a huge week last week. I think he had eight targets or something, and he had another big week the week before that. Antonio Gibson has slowly been coming on lately. The Lions have a pitiful, pitiful run defense. So I think the Washington running backs are really good sleeper options for people who need a waiver wire pickup in McKissick, or if you're able to maybe try and trade for Gibson on a team that's kind of crappy like the football team, maybe uh, maybe go make a play on that. I've got another running back position group that I think is going to sleep on people. It's not a group. It's one person. David Johnson had a concussion last week. As of right now, he's not playing against the Browns, which gives a lot of touches that need to be made up for. Back up in Texas, uh, or in Houston, better put, is Duke Johnson. Yep. Duke Johnson is one of the best widget running backs in the league over the last five years. Um, he's really good in pass-catching downs. He is surprisingly pretty good in the run. He looked really good last year when they needed him. Um, 
going up against a Browns defense that is hurt. Uh, there's a lot of touches. Just look at what Gio uh, Vonnie Bernard did uh, in week eight uh, against the Browns. So if you need a, a waiver, because Duke Johnson's probably in a lot of people's uh, waivers right now, go pick him up. I think he could see easily 12 to 14 points in a standard PPR league, certainly over 10 points and a half point PPR. Um, give me Duke Johnson. I wouldn't call this a sleeper, but kind of is. It was my bus last week. I loved this one. Um, my bus last week was AB, and he performed what I thought he was going to do. This guy across from me thought he was going to perform. I knew better, but I would say fear not, my guys. Pick him up and put him on your starting team. He will perform, outperform better than you think yeah he's going up against carolina um they don't have a stud defense they're going to struggle to slow down tampa you talked about last week aaron Rodgers wanting a revenge game in episode two of the podcast yep. going up against san francisco uh, this is going to be a revenge game for tom brady i think tom brady's a sleeper um, i think anybody on the bucks team is probably going to be a sleeper this week going into carolina who's your bust so it's funny you brought up washington alex smith is my bust I'm not sure he makes it through the whole game. He is not starting or a backup on any NFL team if it wasn't for the insurance policy that the Washington Redskins have. Yep. Um, the only reason he's on that team, and I don't mean to be mean to the guy, he endured a gruesome injury. The only reason he's on that team is because the Redskins have to pay him. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Kyle Allen went down last week. Um, before him, it was, um, help me out, the starting quarterback first, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Yep. Uh, so Alex Smith is really just playing. He's the Garrett Gilbert of the Cowboys this week. Uh, I But I just don't expect much. He barely looks like he can walk. You know, he limps. He, it almost it's looks like a hobble. To watch. It's, it really is. I don't like that they're putting him out there. I don't either. Not and a I, fan. I, if he doesn't get hurt, it'll be because he's getting the rid of the ball immediately. So I like the idea of the running backs as a sleeper. But as a bust, give me Alex Smith. Well, I'm going to go with a guy who uh, he's had a pretty good, solid last four or five games. Um, but Justin Herbert, he he has he has played mediocre against Denver, against the Las Vegas Raiders, both divisional opponents. Um, this time he goes on the road and he's playing a Miami team that is actually performing. This Miami team, I think, is a lot better than people expected. Uh, with Tua, they're 2-0. Not saying that's much of Tua's doing, but um, defense for sure is carrying them. Uh, it's going to be a tough game for Justin Herbert. I think he steps back. Um, keep him on your bench if you have another option to play him. Yeah, Miami has a great secondary. Uh, I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers from the Patriots. Wow. He's coming off 12 catches, 170-something yards. Yeah, you're chasing last week's points if you start him. But the Ravens are a totally different animal with Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Cam Newton hasn't scored a touchdown since, I think, week three, passing touchdown. Here's a crazy stat. Cam Newton is on pace for 3,036 passing yards, 672 rushing yards, 17 rushing touchdowns, and four passing touchdowns. Wow. He's like a running back. Yeah. That's, so he, that was a knock on him. He can't throw the ball right that now. That was a knock going on him. So Jacoby Myers is my bust. Don't chase last week's points. Absolutely. My bust for this week is Mike Evans. Wow. Gonna, I, I think um, replace Mike Evans with AB. I mean, they, okay. they go hand in hand. Yeah. That's my bust. But that leads me into my game of the week. 
with the Bucks versus the Panthers. We got the Bucks over and under at 50 and a half. And they are favoring the Bucks at minus five. Um, I don't know what happened with the Bucks last week. They couldn't pick up anything. I think they were celebrating the idea that they got a B on the team. They went out, partied, and they just were in recovery period during the game. It looked horrible. I was extremely impressed with the Panthers, although they lost against the Chiefs. Their offense was really great. And it was only till the end, from what I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, that the Chiefs actually, like they always do, they come back in the fourth quarter and they take the souls from the team that they're playing against. But what do you guys think of the Bucks' performance? And will they be able to bounce back this week? I don't, I don't, I don't think they can. I don't think they can at all. You know, we touched on it a little bit in the last podcast episode. Um, it was a really disappointing game. I think everybody was looking forward to the Bucks Saints. It's a potential playoff matchup. It's a potential. It could be an NFC Championship matchup. Did yep. you see the handshaking of Tom uh, Tom Brady and Drew Brees? No, swapping COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but they were. I mean, uh, Brees was just grinning from like a chess hour cat from ear to ear, and Tom Brady was just had that frown face, the it, scowl. Yeah, I don't know what I was watching. That Brady's was a football. A, Brady's a bitter loser, and it's it's you know I love it, it, it rubs me the wrong way because the dude's won so much, like. Nobody gives a shit that you lost. And in fact, we're all happy that you had the most lopsided loss of your career this week. You know, it's so hard to judge Brady at this point on his career. His career was set, made, and done way before he came to Tampa Bay. For all the people that are making Belichick comments and Brady comments, guys, he's 43 years old, I think. 42, Uh, almost 42. Almost 43. And he's still a pretty damn good quarterback. The bar's um, still high, though. But for the, him. they just didn't show up. It wasn't just Brady. The entire Bucks team didn't show up last week. This is a revenge game for their souls. I, I I'm shocked you took Mike Evans as a bust. I think that's really bold. Um, I am telling everybody to avoid that. They have don't, a lot of weapons, though. They got a lot of weapons, but we don't even know Chris Godwin's playing this week, so it still limits them to two main receivers. They're going to feed AB, but AB's still getting his legs underneath them. He's not in football shape yet, um, but they're still going to be a really good team. On the other side, Panthers have been up and down all season. Christian McCaffrey, as of right now, Thursday, what is it, November 12th, he's not playing. Um, and I think that's a big deal. That's a big loss. Uh, he just came back last week, looked great, and now he's injured again. Um, so I think it's going to be really hard for the Panthers to be multi-dimensional in this game going up against the Bucks. Um, I I just don't bet on Brady losing back-to-back weeks. I, I, okay, I, I get your point. What Tom Brady has been really good at, what I've noticed, is he knows how to involve his star receiver. Not many teams can bring in a star receiver and still function seamlessly. Yeah. I think uh, he learned that by playing in Patriots surrounded by a lack of receiving stars. And then he got And then when he got one, what did he do? Explode. Yes. Yes. Yep. So AB's gonna come out and perform. Yep. I think Mike Evans is gonna take the backseat. I just was more impressed with the Panthers against the Chiefs. I I, I understand the Chiefs, they turn it on very last minute. We, I, it freaking sucks. Chiefs but are Teddy one team going really up against average teams, and then Chiefs are another a whole other team that go up against. They play to the level of their opponent, yep. absolutely, and then beat them, and then and, still and beat then beat them. them. But they play to the level of their opponent. Yep. I um, feel like it's like that that child and father 
like relationship that they're playing against on the small goal, playing basketball, and you give the kid a little opportunity, and then they shoot it, and the dad just smacks and then the you rip ball their from heart the goal. Out. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's what the Chiefs do. Does Tom Brady throw for more than two hundred fifty yards this week? Yes, you're gonna have to. Does he throw more than two touchdowns? Yes. Then they win. I, I think mm. it's I think it's that simple. Um, well, they're a five point I, favorite going into Carolina. Um, it's not a lot of points. It's less than a touchdown. Give me the bucks on this one. I'm going to start it off. I really like this game, but I like it for the rebound. This is a revenge game, but this is a great game for the bucks to come back and find their offense, find their groove. Their defense needs to find their groove defense. They've got a lot to make up for after last week. They looked great all season. Then they played the saints this week and they look terrible. Um, so every, every aspect of this team is coming out with something to prove that worries me. If I'm a Panthers fan, I'm actually dreading this game. Actually give me the Buccaneers minus five, but I feel pretty comfortable in the over. Uh, I think the bucks are going to put up a lot of points. And I think even at the end of the game, there's going to be some trash points from Carolina. Um, so I think the over 50 and a half is definitely going to get hit. Well, I'm going to go the other way. I think the Panthers are going to, let's go. Yeah, they are going to use their receiving core, and they have a pretty solid receiving core with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. And they have found a way to use Curtis Samuel that nobody saw coming at the beginning of the year. He was last week's pickup of the week, fantasy-wise, because he'd only balled out the last three weeks prior. because Teddy keeps dumping it. But it doesn't matter because I think, I just think that the Panthers have enough on offense to keep up with whatever they have going on. And their kicker, if you haven't seen it the last couple weeks, he has missed kicks of 67 and 66 yards by barely anything. So if it comes down to it and they need a 63, 64 yarder, that dude, I would put money on him to hit that kick almost all day long. So I'm taking the Panthers. I'm also going to pick the over because this is going to be a shootout. There's supposed to be weather. Okay. There's an outside chance of weather. Weather? There's an outside chance of rain. Can can we designate you as a future forecast person before we make picks? (laughs) You can attempt to, but I want to let y'all make picks first before I bring that little tidbit in. So the over-under is a little bit threatened, I think, by that. Um, if the rain and wind is heavy, it's not expected to be very windy. Right now, it just looks rain. So I'm with you guys. I'm leaning the over, uh, but I'm going to the Bucks because I, I just think they're going to have a bounce back. I do agree with you. Maybe I won't tell you so, that I agree so with you. So you're taking the Bucks to cover that five. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bucks cover the five and a half. I would probably take it up to... Seven. Whoa. I would have felt confident. I would have sure. felt confident at six and a half. Yeah. Six and a half for sure. So Whoa. I'm taking the Bucks and the over. What's happening? Okay. I've got for sure the Panthers. I think the for Panthers. sure. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> I've got the Panthers. I don't know if they're going to win. That's but fine. It's That's not. Like spreads great. They're not going to cover the spread though. Yeah. It's, five points. It, it is a lot. It's going to be a closer game yeah. than that. So I don't know who's going to win. I. <laughs> To be frank, I want the Bucks to win. I like, I like the Panthers. I love what they're doing. I love Teddy. This is perfect for Panthers. you. The Bucks can win and not cover five, and you win both ways. Boom. Panthers in the over. Let's go. Let's go. I like it. Next one. Bills at Cardinals. Cardinals minus two as the spread. The over-under sitting at 56. Let's pick them. Bills are traveling cross country to meet Arizona Sunday afternoon. Mini Vic versus Mega Vic. Mm. Buffalo finally got the ship righted on offense against Seattle last week, which 
seems to happen to anyone that plays against them. <laughs> Three straight wins for the Bills, going for the fourth. Cardinals, however, struggled against Miami. Miami's defense is awesome, by the way. So I mean, they gave up like 30 points, the, but okay. The fighting Tua's garbage points did beat the Cardinals. So the Cardinals, by that loss, broke their own three-game winning streak. Return home. I have this theory that y'all heard last week. Teams traveling cross-country start slow. Yep. Doesn't mean to lose games, but they do start slow. It's a big deal to move that many hours, that many time zones. It is easier, though. To move from the east, east to coast to the west coast. It is. Backwards in time than it's like It's like when daylight saving time ends. Everybody wakes up completely refreshed. They look at the clock thinking it's 9 o'clock and it's 7.30 in the morning still. So yep. they're going to have that on their side hey, for it's sure. It's afternoon game too. What so city do you live morning. in where it goes back an hour and a half? I'm, it's just the <laughs> way you time. feel. Maybe Indiana. <laughs> you're in feel. South Bend. <laughs> you know, I, I, do, I do wonder, and I'm going to take note, because I think you were on to something last week, and it definitely proved traveling across the country has an effect. It's still a pick em game, though. I mean, Cardinals are the home team, Yep. and so they got two points. There's a couple defensive players that are supposed to be out for the Cardinals. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick, mm. Byron Murphy Jr., um, secondary players, right? So the Bills' run game is okay. Like Singletary and Moss, are they're okay. Well, then you're not counting the true run game of the Bills. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen leads the team in rushing yards in some games. <laughs> so he's Mega Vic. He's Mega Vic. He he's, is. He can throw the ball 100 yards and he can run the 100 yards. Yes. He does not trip and fall and pull a yeah, Daniel Jones if he breaks Jones. free. I'll tell you that much. So, Cardinals offensively struggled for the first four games. I was actually surprised by that. I went back and looked. They averaged a little over 24 points. The last four games, they've been averaging roughly 35, 34 games. And DeAndre Hopkins did nothing last week. That's scary. Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk is starting to turn it on. Mm-hmm. They've still got Larry Fitz, Chase Edmonds, who you know didn't have a great game. I thought he was going to play better. But um, Mini Vic, Kyler Murray, is electric. Shout out Allen High School. He is 100 yards rushing. His floor for every game is probably 50 to 60 at least which is huge for fantasy. And then he's a 250 to 300 easy passing. We need to nickname him Eminem, Mini Mahomes. Because I think he more... He's got a little bit of that I think he element. more symbolizes what Patrick Mahomes is doing in the game right now than Michael Vick. How so? Just stature alone. I mean, he's not a tall dude. Mahomes is a big guy. Mahomes is 6'1". No, he's like 6'3". 215, 220. He's a big dude. Elton, can you check that I while we got talk? You. We appreciate that. Let's, if he let's is. No feelings. Let's all I mean, I've, I've shared a beer with Mahomes, you know, name drop. I don't remember him being that tall. Maybe. How they, many beers did you six, share three. with him? 6'3. Six, 6'3. Three. Six, three. I, I was, you, it was a Texas Tech Baylor football game. We he must never have been played well. Down. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is his height on Tinder, so he's probably like 6'2. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is he married? He's married and has a kid on the way. I don't know if he's on Tinder. There we go. Um, but I, I love Kyler. So this is a matchup game. You know, when I look at it, I say, okay, quarterback, who do I want? Josh Allen or Kyler Murray? I'm going to take Josh Allen in that matchup. What? Is yep. that because he has he really, you seriously? on your, or you have him on your fantasy squad? Yeah, he's my starting quarterback, but. There we go. You would take Josh Allen over Kyler Murray? I right would now, actually, I would yes. actually agree. Yes. Right now, yes. I would. He's done more with less than Kyler Murray's done. You give Josh Allen DeAndre Hopkins? Come on. You give him he's Stephon, Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Stephon not, Diggs is not what he was last year. He's a little bit better. 
I don't think so. I don't know if stats really prove Do you that. Know why he's not better? He's got a new quarterback. <laughs> he got a new quarterback. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. You heard it here first on the opposite ends podcast. I didn't see that. Um, you, then you go receiver, receiver. You, you have Stephon Diggs versus DeAndre Hopkins. I'll take Hopkins. Yeah, sure. You have Christian Kirk versus Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Take Kirk. That's, that one's tough. They're way different players. They're very different players. Very different players, so it's really even hard to compare the two. They both beat the opposite of theirs on the respective teams. So I think that's a toss-up after that. Uh, running back, Kenyon Drake is injured. Not He's playing, not all year. but He's he hasn't looked good when he did play. No. Um, who's their backup now? Chase, Chase, Chase Edmonds. Edmonds. Yeah. Chase Edmonds okay. Devin Singletary's okay. Both teams, their main rusher is their quarterback. Um, so I think it comes down to defense. And the Bills have a better defense. Facts. And they're playing in a dome. This is so easy for a defense to go from playing outside, cold weather, on a field, to going to a dome. It's like taking a baseball bat with a weight, taking the weight off and swinging it again. You feel like a superhuman. Um, so I like the I like the defense in this. Uh, so the over-under is tricky because it's 56, and I'm going to argue defense. But I'm only arguing defense for the competitive edge to win the game. Sure. Well... Uh, long story short, I think the Cardinals bounce back after a tough loss against Miami. They are going to definitely score points in this game because there's lots of points to be had between these two teams. So I'm taking the Cardinals in the over. Yeah, two points is not a lot. It's a field goal. It's a field goal win. And really, it's a pick em. When Vegas does two points or less, it's a pick em game. So, you know, that's why I say give me defense. Give me the Bills since they're getting the points. They're getting two points here. Right now, they're the better all-around team this season than the Cardinals. So I think that makes it an an even easier bet. Man, this is hard to talk sometimes. English is hard, though. Uh, It's so hard. (laughs) Uh, And over under 56, I think you're right, Tristan. I think this is a shootout. Um, Give me the over. I was impressed with the Bills. And they're my, um, my pick. For the AFC, a- championship. AFC championship. Thank yeah. you. Good looking That's out. Good point. So I have to I have to go to the Bills. Their schedules, both of their schedules looking forward, the Cardinals and the Bills are tough. This is a must win for the Bills because it gets only tougher. Mm-hmm. They're gonna come out and I've got the Bills easy and the over. I'm taking the Cardinals and the over. Um points will be scored. A yeah, lot def- of points. Defense doesn't matter right now. I mean, it does. The at the, it does in the last four minutes of the fourth quarter, and that's where I think the Bills win the game. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills have a defensive score in this game. Ooh, yep, man, you're you, just not a believer in Kyler. It's not that I'm not a believer. It's he's not there yet. I think he's a season away from being an MVP candidate. I think he's a great quarterback. Yeah, but right now, Josh Allen is playing better. He's got a better team. Really, he's got a better supporting cast with the defense. And I think that matters. Arizona should have beat Miami. They didn't. Facts. What does that tell you? You think right now Bills lost last week to Miami if that was the Bills? Maybe. We'll see. They're going to play here soon, so it'll be interesting. Um, But, you know. Bills barely beat the Jets earlier. Well, I think this is a good time to give a shout-out to our good buddy, Gustavo Magnucci. I agree. It's about that time for the beer of the week segment. But before we do, before we do, were you injured in an accident that was not your fault? Have you been working overtime and not getting paid for it? If so, you need to call McNucci Law Firm. 
Attorney Gus Magnucci has recovered millions for his clients, and he can help you too. Call Magnucci Law Firm today at 972-822-0899. What's that number one more time, Ryan? 972-822-0899. And now over to Tristan for the beer of the week. So with that said, we are going to take a trip right down to Carrollton, Texas, off 35 and Beltline, to my neighborhood's brewery, Three Nations. Um, and our choice tonight is Royal Blood. This is a premium blood orange wit, right? Best described as a cool and refreshing beer, Royal Blood is a Belgian ale with the added sweetness of blood oranges. This beer uses multiple citrus peels, including lemon, grapefruit, and orange, and is finished with a touch of coriander. Um, if you've never been in this brewery, they're pretty cool. They're It's wide open. It's huge. Uh, you can go sit inside. Um, they have like 15 different beers on tap. The owner is usually there pouring beers himself. And if, That's he, pretty cool. if, if he thinks you're cool or if he likes what you're ordering, he will slide you a little poker chip and that gives you another beer for free. So that's nice. a very Keep a lookout for the poker chip. Very, very poker cool chip. thing there. Yeah. Is so, this a downtown Carrollton? Downtown Carrollton, probably a block and a half away from Babes, right behind. Uh, Ooh. Uh, oh, what's the name of You're what? telling me I can go and eat Babes Boom. and get a. Small you can, brewery beer? You can actually go pick babes up and take it back to the brewery if you want oh, to. Oh, pick wow. the babes up. Absolutely. And then go take them to, to the, the brewery. brewery. Nice. Wow. So, and they have a <laughs> Friday <laughs> night, date night. Let's go. <laughs> they have a huge outdoor seating area with cornhole, covered area. Uh, social uh, distancing then. Plenty of social distancing. There course. is so much room to be had there. Um, and it's a pretty big hot spot. It's right there next to the switch yard. So it, it's a pretty cool growing little area. For me, it's like a $3 Uber from my house. So I absolutely Perfect. love that place. Well, can we get to the tasting? Because you've got me excited. Absolutely. Fellas, on three. One, two, three. Love Bam. that sound. There's God, not a better noise. sound in drinking than opening a cold one. Cheers, fellas. Ooh. I smell the orange. Mm. Yep. Yes, it's definitely got an aroma. Um, wow. Wow. If Fruity Pebbles is ever wrapped up in a beer, this Basically, is Basically, it. yes. It's, it's, like the, Fruity Pebbles. it's like the leftover milk from Freddy, Freddy, Fruity, Fruity Pebbles. Pebbles. Freddy that Fruity is Fruity quite Pebbles. delicious. Listen, I couldn't pinpoint... What that what was. I was tasting what? until you said that. <laughs> it's yep. Fruity Pebbles. Yep. It is Fruity and Pebbles. And here barges in the wife yeah, to the Fruity Pebbles milk. impede on our beer tasting. Even she, the wife agrees. She gives a congratulatory oh. nod Head to nod. the brewery. Funny, funny reminder here. Our first celebrity guest picker. Yes, the there we go. The wife comes in and enjoys this beer. The last time I went there, I bought my wife one of these. She absolutely loved it. So this is a beer that not only us men can enjoy, but it's light enough for the girls to drink if they are not, in fact, beer drinkers. Because you know, a lot of girls aren't. I think in America, beer has definitely favored the male side of the gender spectrum. Um, I, don't, I just think it's been geared towards men. And I think what's nice about these small batch breweries is it allows they them recognize to that. have a huge breadth of yep. different beers and they're targeting women. I, I'm not saying that they're targeting women with this one, but you know, the thing for women that seems like over the last five, 10 years has been popular. Let's go to Napa. Let's do the wine tastings and men. We love beer. So anytime we can do a beer or a whiskey tasting, you know, we go and do that. I think now though, there's a healthy compliment with these small breweries well, for men. Well, and you women. add the ciders to it. You add some of these uh, seltzers, the holiday beers. 
Yeah. Um, whether it's one pumpkin the, or there's cinnamon. More, there's or, more flavor to it now. There's a lot of... One of the bigger problems with beers is they add carbs, and girls are always cognizant of point. what they are Facts. putting in their body. So, so Facts over feelings on this one. Girls yeah. and I, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Elton's really been cutting them. So Well, I want to I give my own shout-out to Three Nations Brewery. I have not been there. You have just been catapulted to the top of the list maybe because distance wise so, it's pretty close to us and with did they used to be in farmer's branch i don't think so okay uh i would have to do a little but bit of research that, on that town carrollton these guys have been around since the late 90s so they oh, yeah, yeah they were ahead of the whole you know um um what do you call this craft. micro brew yeah. craft brew push they've been around they just haven't been that big but now they have a very nice big building with three nations on their roof that you can see from 35 when you're driving over awesome so well yeah. you know what i like about it too is you know we talk about the fruity pebbles after effect and, and it really is it doesn't hit you in the face no elton didn't even taste it when he first uh, took a sip it's a very smooth and refreshing beer and the finish is just notes of citrus which is a really good compliment uh for the beer so kudos to three nations brewery this is a pretty awesome beer awesome i'm trying choice. to i'm trying to figure out if the if the fruity pebbles helped or hurt how i feel about this drink really now now i have to i'm like i gotta go get fruity pebbles with milk <laughs> and i want to see if i'm going to enjoy it the same <laughs> and i don't know if well, i will you can't have six bowls of fruity pebbles and feel the same way after six well i'm gonna ex probably expect to get a little buzz coming from, from the, the guy that loves crown apple i think you should love anything yeah. with a fruity finish i know i Absolutely. like it but i i, I don't know well and this is five and a half percent alcohol with 25 ibu so right, it's, I like it's, it now. it's pretty yeah. it's pretty yeah. mild overall compared. a little bit more than a bud light yep so long story short, fellas, uh, I'll go ahead and throw this out there right now. My birthday party, which is in about a month and a week or so, yeah, will probably be held at Three Nations Brewery. So Ooh, mark okay. yourself off a Sunday or a Saturday. Can't put Christmas decorations up or play video games in your adulthood in November, but you can throw birthday parties still. Cool. Got it. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, December yeah. on your birthday. I'm sorry. Verbal invite. Yeah, yeah totally. Verbal, Verbal invite, invite for all our listeners out there. Meet us at Three Make Nations Brewery for Three Nations. <laughs> What's the 60th birthday party? X fight, verbal X fight to Josh Divide. for hating on Tristan's Divide. birthday. <laughs> I think it's disinvite. Elton, hit the mute button on Josh. <laughs> uh, actually, that would be a good time because I did look up some stats on the Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen. Ooh, we got some fire coming <laughs> down the, the facts way. over feelings. <laughs> he is the number one quarterback rated by fantasy points by fantasy points per game. He has 540 rushing yards to the 240 of Josh Allen. He's got 2,100 passing yards to the 2,500 of Josh Allen. He's just a better player. Wins. Give me the wins. Okay. Give me the trash division. division. Trash division. AFC East. Patriots are down. Jets are terrible. Miami's okay. He's got Rams, Seahawks, Niners. Better what do the Cardinals do to the better Seahawks? Player. And then look what the Bills did to the Seahawks. That's all I'm saying. They both beat. They them. both won. Which one was more decidedly? Don't even pause. Don't even look at the think. Steelers. Barely beat the Cowboys. They're not a good team it's anymore. Embarrassing. Are we're we going to? Are we going to put ten any given on this? Sunday? Are we, can we put ten oh. on? Can we make this? No, we're doing a side bet. We did a bet last week. I think we should make at least one side bet each. I'm down. Okay. This is an easy one for me. To be always in it. Like, well, because always wrong. I don't know no, one likes you. It. no one likes you. Y'all are making the wrong decisions. <laughs> uh, give me the bills. Are, are you giving me two points? 
Yeah, you can have the line. All right, yeah. perfect. I'll take Bill's two points for twenty dollars. Wow. Sure, 20. you got it. Book it, Dano. We got to really tally these things. Let's up. get back into the NFC uh, West games here. Well, speaking of uh, the Seahawks, two of the last three opponents that they lost to. We have ourselves the Seahawks visiting the Los Angeles Rams in that brand new gorgeous stadium uh, that's going to have nobody in it. So we'll go ahead and take that factor out of it. But what we do have is a Seahawks team that's giving up their most points ever in the history of the franchise. They couldn't stop anything ever at any time, regardless of who they have playing on defense or who they're playing on offense because... Um, it's just been proven already. They can't stop anybody, no matter what, especially when Russell Wilson turns the ball over. And he has had a little bit of the turnover bug two of the last three games, what, seven total turnovers? So that's not a recipe for success at all, period. Um, Also, the Rams lately, and by lately I mean the last four years, they have a history of putting up a ton of points on the Seahawks. Um, This goes back to the beginning of the Todd Gurley era. He ran rough shot all over them. Sean McVay, with all his motion, seems to have the Seahawks dialed in, has no idea what's going on um, on offense as as a Seahawks defensive coordinator, I should say. Um, So this game is, is... Definitely going to be a shootout. There's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, I I do think the Seahawks are going to come out a little bit stronger than they were last week. Uh, They they showed up barely um, at all early on in that game against the Bills. But uh, the Rams, man, like I said earlier in in, in my sleepers or bust, if you have a Rams wide receiver on your fantasy football team, they are at the top of the list because they are going to get action. Cooper Cup is going to catch the same stupid pass he catches the entire game. Short slant. Short slant. Robert Woods is going to catch all sorts of stuff because he's going to be wide open. Who has more yards, Cup or Woods? I haven't actually... run the season. This game. Man. Woods. He's on the outside. Yeah, Yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll bet you Woods does, but they're going to be equally important. They're both going to put up a, a big freaking day. So who has um, a bigger game out of Lockett, Metcalf, Woods, or Cup? Who are you taking? Well, Metcalf is probably going to be solely covered by Jalen Ramsey. Just, now, do we know if Jalen Ramsey shadows? Does he do that? He does not. He, he stays, does not. Side so he the stays on one side. Okay, well. That'll help him. Yeah, that'll help DK. Uh, DK's freaking nature status always makes me want to say he's going to have the best game ever. But um, given the just absolute um, crap Seattle has sitting on both sides of their defense, um, I'd have to pick, again, either one of those receivers is going to have a great game. And they they may both have a great game. Yeah, I I think it's really important to remember Rams are coming off a bye week. Yep. Bye week advantage is going to be, I think, pretty profound, especially taking consideration right you know, before the bye week. I look for those games. They lost to Miami. It was a pretty disappointing loss. I think Sean McVay, this is a rebound game for the Rams. Uh, Sean McVay, his luster, the shine, has definitely worn off over the last two seasons. His good looks. And this is one of those games where I think he really wants to prove himself. Um, interesting side note. The Los Angeles Rams are 8-1 and one against the spread the last nine times following a loss. That's a big deal. That is an interesting stat. That means when they lose, they come back ready to play. 
Um, the bye week's a big advantage in this one. Um, Seattle's given up the NFL worst 450 plus yards a game. Uh, it may be a historically bad defense. Third worst in points. I don't know how they're not last, but they're only third at this point. The now. question really is going to become, can Seattle keep up? Um, and I guess you is know, Chris Carson healthy is another big question. It's, a, it's another red flag for if, this game. If if the Seahawks can run the ball, they have themselves more than a fighting chance. If they can't run the ball with Chris Carson, it's going to be a really long game. Um, very tough watch for us Seahawks fans. So, so who are you taking? I am actually because this game is only a two point favorite for the Rams. I mean, I'm going to take the Rams to cover um and it's going to be over for sure lock it in oh i'm taking the rams i think the rams have a good offense i do like the bounce back idea i like the the bye week i think their defense is pretty underrated they've got good they've got a good secondary i think it's because they've been inconsistent they're just inconsistent golf is just golf is a roller coaster He's better than Wentz, but that's still not saying much. Yeah. That's not saying much at all. I think you heard him. What are you saying? Well, that, this is a big argument because they were drafted back-to-back. Oh. So. Yeah, I would definitely take Rams just because I think they can actually put up points on the Seahawks and the Seahawks defense is trash. But I'll take the over for sure. Wah, wah. I Listen, I can't go against Russell. He's married to Sierra, and Sierra's got a song up saying, this uh, beat, level, up, level up, level up, level up, level up. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. He's going to level up this never, I've literally never heard this song. He's going to level up. You got to listen to it. It's, it's a really good song. Listen, we're going Seahawks, and you know they're going to put up points. We're going on the over. You cannot go against Russell. Yeah, I've you gone back can, and by the way. I've gone back and forth on this game. You know, last week I really strongly encouraged everybody staying away from the over under in the Green Bay 49ers game. Stay away from the spread on this one. I, I really think this game can go either way. It's very conceivable that Russell Wilson ends up with the ball at the end of the game for a last minute drive and he's going to have a chance to win it. Um, it's very conceivable. Jared Goff's receivers go off on this defense. I just, there's a lot of unknown here because Seahawks defense is so bad. Uh, but the Rams, Rams offense hasn't been anything exceptional. So we know the Seahawks offense is explosive. DK Metcalf may be a top three receiver at the end of this year. He is a freak of nature. I like the Seahawks plus two. Anytime you're going to give a potential MVP candidate points, sure, I'm going to take it. But again, I'd also stay away from betting this one. I do, however, feel extremely confident in the over under 55 and a half. It's, it's a really high over. I'm not going to, you know, belittle the over under 55 and a half is a lot of points, but I still feel confident because of how bad the defense is. Give me the over. Last game this week is going to be Monday Night Football. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Welcome back, Monday Night Football. The last game of the NFL Week 10 slate. We did that so we wouldn't get sued. We've got a okay matchup. We've got the Minnesota Vikings traveling to the Chicago Bears in a divisional rivalry uh, Vikings are favored by two and a half. 
The over-under is 44 and a half. This game brings a lot of interesting components. The Bears have a very good defense. Uh, they proved that going up against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, the Bears have won the last four meetings in this matchup. Uh, but I think two different teams this, at this point in the season. Um, they've The Chicago Bears have lost three in a row. Vikings um, have won their last two. They've covered five of their last six games. Um, Dalvin Cook is the number one running back in the league right now. On fire. By a lot. Looks He's an MVP candidate. Phenomenal. Yeah, he's he, turned the, he's turned the team around for he, sure. He might be on pace to break the rushing record for a season if he hadn't gotten hurt this yeah. season. 100%. If he hadn't gotten hurt, yes. If he hadn't gotten hurt. Is that um, still held by Adrian Peterson? Or is it Jamal Lewis? It's Adrian Peterson. No, 20. It's Eric Dickerson. Eight, so Adrian Peterson never broke it? I thought Adrian Peterson broke it in 2012? Like, no, like or no, 2000, was, no, it's like 2008. Well, someone looked that up. I'm going to keep going. Uh, last week, Eric he Dickerson. had over 200 yards. What was the uh, rushing yard total? 2,100. AP Eight? has, sorry, AP has an all-purpose yard record, I think. Adrian Peterson was right behind him. 2,066. Yeah. 97, six yards um, off. No question, Minnesota's Viking uh, offense is centered around Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousin can take a backseat this year to Dalvin Cook. That's how good Cook has been. You like that? Adam Thielen's an afterthought this year. Last year, Minnesota Vikings had one of the best wide receiver cores in the league with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, and everybody thought going into last season it was Diggs who was the number one, and Adam Thielen blew him away. So much so, they got rid of Diggs and kept Thielen, and this year, I don't hear anybody talking about Adam Thielen. Everyone's talking about Dalvin Cook. It's 110% warranted. Um, he had 22 carries last week and 200 yards. had over 200 yards. He's, uh, I mean, he's ridiculous right now. I think it's going to be a very fun matchup because I look forward to MVP candidate running backs going up a stellar defense it's always interesting you've got the Derrick Henry this week uh going up against the Colts defense yep and then that's to start the week on Thursday night football and then we get to end the week with Dalvin Cook going up against the Chicago Bears defense the problem in this game is the Chicago Bears offense is putrid it's terrible it's so bad as an Allen Robinson fantasy holder I cannot even begin to tell you how frustrating it is that a guy gets 12 to 15 targets a game, eight of them, nine of them are catches for like 50 yards or 60 yards or 70 yards and no touchdowns because Foles can't score. I would be shocked if there's a Bears game the rest of the season where the over-under is over 49. And and no those, chance. those points are going to be mostly their opponent. That or their defense is going to score some. Yeah. I mean, I think the Bears have had at least one game where they've scored two touchdowns. Um, on defense or special teams. So um, this is going to be a really interesting matchup. I really like the Vikings um, just because their defense isn't bad. They're going up against a bad offense in the Chicago Bears. And the Chicago Bears' really good defense is going to have one of the toughest tests so far this season trying to handle Dalvin Cook. And it may open up Adam Thielen this week. We talked about sleepers and busts earlier. Maybe Adam Thielen could end up being a sleeper this year or this game because there's going to be so much attention on Dalvin Cook. 
put that one down as a um, potential Sleeper. for your team. Uh, Vikings minus two and a half going into Chicago. I don't believe Chicago has fans. I don't know the weather report. I'm sure Ryan's going to spring that on us when he gives us his pick, <laughs> um, but that's fine. Give me the Vikings two and a half, and I'm going to take the over. This is one of my surprises this week as far as over-unders that really look like it's going to be an under just because I can see Kirk Cousins turning it over and giving the Vikings really – or sorry, giving the Bears really good um, field position, making sure. it easier for them to put up a couple points. And we know the Vikings are going to put up points. I think Dalvin Cook has at least 125 yards uh, rushing this week. Um, Even against the Bears defense. Yep, I do. Okay. He, he looks that good. Well, I'm looking at this game, and I see the over-under at 44.5. How I look at the over-under is I try to pick the score. This game will definitely be more than a 24-21 to 21 type of game. I think this game's going to be like a 30-27, to 27, maybe 31-24. I think this game's going to fill the over by about 10 points. Um, also... This may be Adam Thielen's game to catch a couple balls and make some big plays in offense. I agree with that one. But they have this dude named Justin Jefferson who has been making plays pretty much inconsistently all year. I think this this is where he gets consistent again. Um, The guy is a stud, LSU receiver. Uh, He has done a decent job of filling the the shoes of a Stephon Diggs. Um, He's definitely not the focal point of their offense at the moment because Dalvin Cook is the stud right now. So for me, I'm taking the Vikings to win this game and I'm definitely taking the over. Oh gosh. Um, bears can't score. They can't, they really can't. Most they've scored this year is 30 and that was against the Falcons because the Falcons let them back in in the fourth quarter. I, I think the Vikings are the easy pick. I think that's the, the two and a half I think is pretty straightforward. The over-under of 44 and a half, because Tristan, I'm thinking like you, like what is the actual score going to end up? Is it going to be 21-14? Is it going to be 28-14? I think it'd be awesome if they could score 14, but I'm going to lean the over. I think the Vikings are going to put up some points on them. What? I know. Okay, y'all all contradicted yourselves. We know. You said Chicago's defense is amazing. Vikings running back, running you all These said feelings, slow. not facts. Oh. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm, maybe I'm, I'm going facts on this side. I don't know what I was looking at as far as for the Bears offense. Efficiency rating, they're 28th. Ooh. 28th. That's bad. That's um, Vikings are top 10. Yeah. Right? Because this, this is defense versus the Vikings running back. That's Pretty much essentially that, what this That's is. what this game comes down to. That's all it is. But that's Kirk why, Cousins is not going to be a factor That's why I say the receivers on the Vikings are sleepers. Yeah. 100% Chicago's going into this game revolving their entire game plan around stopping Dalvin Cook. What that means, loaded box, means you usually are going to have only one safety over the top. Sometimes you're going to have zero safety, empty set. Um, the receivers are going to have chances in this game. So I mean that when that's I if, say that's if they don't pressure Kirk. Like that was that was going to be my bus. Kirk Cousins was going to be my bus. Well, and he is definitely a turnover machine. When it happens, it comes in avalanches for that guy. And I think Chicago is going to be the one to capitalize on those turnovers. They are positioned to listen. I've got the Bears in the under, and I'm wow. so confident in that. 
Wow. Another side bet? I'll do one more. I'll do one Two more. Two? and Okay. But I'm feeling a little broke, so let's go $10. We did that last time, 10 Let's I go. I won, by the way, last time. Uh, yes, we'll, you did. Okay. We're not going over that. $10, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the points. Two and a half. I take the Vikings. You got the Bears. Easy. All right. Listen, that's, that's easy money. You know, speaking you think, of all these. Huh? You think it's easy? I, I think so. Speaking of all these Sherlock's we had that we're so confident we're going to put money on them. Uh, it's time for lock of the week. Ooh. Ooh. We, we, meaning I, have not done very well in lock of the week. You've struggled. But I think it's because I take some challenging locks of the week. If you've listened to anything that I've said, I've thrown out plenty of locks. Well, you uh, give your credit. The give over. credit much. Well, no. I just, being honest, Seattle games picking the over, it's a pretty easy lock every week right now. Um, this week, though, I'm going to take another challenging one, but maybe you're not going to think so. It's a game we didn't talk about. Baltimore Ravens going against the New England Patriots. Okay. Um, Baltimore's favored seven and a half right now. I really like the Ravens to just dominate the Patriots. You know, I think Tristan, or was it, who gave the bus being Jacoby Myers? Jacoby Myers, yeah. Uh, I think that's a great point. Cam Newton does not look good right now. Um, Patriots D does not look very good. I can firmly tell you that Bill Belichick's looking at how he can get a top draft pick to rebuild. Joe Flacco looked like he was going back for another Super Bowl. Yeah, Joe Flacco looked outstanding. <laughs> uh, so my lock of the week this week is Ravens seven and a half points over the Patriots. Interesting. You're wow. taking the seven and a half. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't pick easy games. Seven and a half is a lot of points to cover. I just I don't see the Patriots doing much against this Baltimore defense, and I see the Baltimore offense having a heyday with this Patriots defense. Okay. Well, uh, to continue with my Homer calls of the week type of thing, I'm going to go ahead and stick with the Seahawks Rams game. Um, I've already picked the Rams to win this game. Uh, unfortunately, it sucks to say that, but my defense as a Seahawks fan is not nearly anywhere NFL ready right now. I don't know what's going on. We have great linebackers. It's just not happening. Long story short, my lock of the week is the over in this game. It's 55 and a half. That's a 28 to 27 game if you really mess it up. So go ahead, lock it in. It's going to be over 28 to 27. Done. Okay. All right. I like that. Pretty easy pick. Oh. Yeah, that that's simple. I'm not really thinking outside the box there, folks. You don't need to. Lock of the week's really should come down to simple picks because you need to be the most confident that you're going to win it. So I have no problem with that lock. I was leaning originally toward Packers Jags at 14 points. It is a lot of points. And that's why I pulled back on it. Really? I like that. I do like it though. Cause you're going to take the Packers, And I'm sure I'll mix it into a couple parlays. Over you're going to take the Packers, right? Oh, hundred percent. Okay. okay, good. hundred <clears throat> percent. But my lock of the week Cardinals bills over there will be points scored. There will be points scored. There will be points scored highest over under total this week. I wish there was a hook to it, but I like the 56. I probably take it up to about 58 or 59. I think there's going to be a ton of points. It's so a lot of points. I'm going with the Cardinals. What was your um, lock of the week again? Josh? Ravens minus seven and a half. 
Dang. I, you know what? I, you can't end this podcast Do without it. going against it. you. <laughs> Lock uh, it in, Elton. Here's the thing. I, that's, that's your lot. Frick. Your okay. lock of the week is him being wrong. I, but I, I'm, on paper, I agree with you. It's hard. Listen, I'm just going to tell you right now. Do not put your money against the Ravens on this one. Elton, whoever's listening, if you don't think they're going to do it and they don't end up covering, fine. But I'm just telling you right now, the last thing you want to do is take a Bill Belichick-run team that doesn't want to win going up against a freight train in the Baltimore Ravens defense with an offense that can explode at any moment. And hasn't. And hasn't. They're looking for that game. All right, so that goes that goes with my lock. My lock is that game. Ravens and, and, and Patriots, but it's the lock is the under, right? Uh, Patriots okay. has a top 10 defense. We're, we're scratching out the Jets. That doesn't exist, but they have <laughs> a top 10 efficiency defense. Ravens ranked at 23rd in efficiency in offense. We've known that Lamar Jackson is not, has been struggling this year. He has. I, I don't think they'll be able to uh, get over that hump. I'm going with the under is my lock. Under 44 and a half. Yeah. Um, well, you know they're giving it. You know they're. they're not I mean, I, I agree it. with the under, so I just wonder why your lock of the week is the under, yet when we picked our games this week, you took the over. Huh. What? Hold on. What did you say? I don't Very remember. I, interesting. That says under. That says under. What are you talking about? What do you, it says over. You said over. It says over. Hold on. No, what? That didn't say over. It says under. It doesn't. Say under. That's Seth's point, guys. Um, Let me refresh my page. <laughs> I, I really hope uh, everyone's been following along for episode. Still what are we? Episode five. five. Five today. Yeah. Five, this is episode five. five. This has been fun so far, guys. We're really enjoying this. I hope we're bringing value to everyone listening, whether it's fantasy, whether it's gambling, or whether it's just you like talking sports, you like you know talking pop culture, gaming consoles. Um, unfortunately it seems like every week we're incorporating someone who's died. That's just the year we're in 2020. 2020. Um, hopefully next week we don't have that as a segment. So keep your fingers crossed, but uh, it's been fun ride so far. Please leave your comments, leave your suggestions, your criticism. We definitely appreciate it, but mostly we appreciate you following along every week. Uh, I'm Josh. Y'all have a good night. I'm Tristan. Please follow at opposite ends podcast, Instagram. And I'm Ryan. Elton, signing off. Have a good night. Adios.